You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Zach's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 321. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. We've got Rachel Riley on the show. You know her from The Amazing Race. You know her as season 13 winner of Big Brother. But today, a show called The Traders has dropped on the Peacock app, and she is part of that show. We will talk to her all about that, and we'll get to that momentarily. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So before we get to Rachel, a couple uh, housekeeping notes to go over. The Daily Roundup is up. We talked today about Nick Vial's reaction to Chris Harrison talking about him on his podcast. You bet your ass. I had some thoughts on that. That should be up in your Reality Seed podcast feed. We also talk, uh, I also talked today on the Daily Roundup about the challenge. Good episode last night. Special Forces on Fox. We talk, uh, I, I preview a little bit of the traders, which we will talk to Rachel about, obviously. And then more Austin Butler talk, because frankly, I'm at a point right now where I can't get enough of Austin Butler. Give me all the Austin Butler sounds, memes, whatever. I want them all. Uh, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm starting to dig this guy's act as much as I claim that I don't and want him to stop talking like Elvis. I think now I've turned the corner. I think I want him to keep talking like Elvis no matter what he does. He could be in a James Bond movie coming up, and I want him to talk like how he's talking right now. Then also the Sports Daily is up. It's my new podcast that I started last Monday where I just talk sports. It's 20, 25 minutes each day. It's on a completely different feed, so you're not seeing it show up in your Reality Steve podcast feed. But go check that out if you're interested in sports. Today, talking about DeMar Hamlin. We're talking about the NFC and the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs this year compared to what we're seeing in the AFC. Pretty big discrepancy there. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys playoff utility for the last quarter century. College coaches going to the NFL. And a really interesting sound clip from UFC President Dana White. If you didn't see the story about him, I'll explain that and I'll play the sound clip. I think you'll uh, I think you'll actually appreciate it because it's something somewhat refreshing that we just don't see. Uh, as for this podcast with Rachel, I had never spoken to Rachel in my life before, and 
what's funny is when I was doing research and I was pulling up all the shows that she was on, I'd never watched any of Rachel's shows. I'd never seen one show that Rachel's ever been on. So yet until now, because the traders came out on Peacock today, you probably haven't seen all 10 episodes that dropped today by the time you listen to this. But by listening to Rachel, maybe it'll get you to watch because I'm telling you and I, I say it in the podcast and I'm honest. This is not any sort of collaboration. I'm not getting paid to promote the traders. I'm not getting paid to have Rachel on and whatever. It's just somebody I've worked with in the past that said, hey, would you like to have Rachel on to talk about the traders? And I'm like, oh, perfect timing. It comes out Thursday. My podcast comes out on Thursday. Let's talk about it. And I want to watch it. So they sent me screeners. And yesterday I watched almost all the first four episodes. So I'll finish the last six by tonight or tomorrow because I'm hooked. I really enjoy this show. It's a lot of lying, a lot of deceiving, a lot of manipulation. Uh, It's 10 reality stars along with 10 regular people. And three of the reality stars in the first 30 minutes you're going to see are chosen as the traitors. We don't know why they're chosen as the traitors. You see the the actual... um, I don't know, we want to call it a ceremony. Uh, it's They're all at a round table, and they all have a blindfold on. And the host, uh, Alan Cumming, um, just on his own, chooses the three. Now, maybe later on in the season we find out why they chose those three. But as for the first episode, no, we don't know why. But those three are the traitors for the rest of the season, and they have to eliminate people and murder people, quote-unquote, by just eliminating them and leaving a note under their door and deciding who they want to eliminate. And then there's a chance for the other people, the other 17 who are called the faithful, they have a chance to guess who the traitor is at a voting ceremony at the round table every episode. And their job is to get rid of the traitors and find out who the traitors are. And it's very, it's very interesting on how it goes. And there is overseas versions of it. There's an Australian version. There's a UK version Rachel talks about having watched the Denmark version of this show. I did not even know that, but I was unfamiliar with it all. The only bachelor tie is Ari is on this show. I'm sure you've seen him post about it on his Instagram. Uh, There's, I I should have already written these names down, but off the top of my head, Sari from Survivor, Stephanie LaGrosa from Survivor, uh, Reza from Shaws of Sunset, Brandy Glanville from The Housewives, um, Kate, I think her last name's Chastain from Below Deck. She's on it. A guy named Kyle from Southern Charm is on it. Rachel Riley is on it. Cody Calafiore is on it. Ryan Lochte is on it. I think that's 10, right? Or close enough. Um, and then 10 regular people. And um, you'll know in the first 30 minutes. And you'll hear in the podcast, I give away who the three traders are. Um, but I don't think that's much of a spoiler. We don't go much past the first episode, maybe a little into the second episode when I'm talking about spoilers for this show. So the only thing you'll know is who the three traders are by listening to the Rachel interview, but you're going to know that within the first 30 minutes anyway. So the whole goal is how can those people keep undercover enough to where people don't recognize that they are the traders and if they get called out, what do they say? Obviously you, you as a trader, you can't admit that you are a trader. You have to throw everyone off the scent. So they're going to have to lie out of their teeth. If someone says suspects them, no, I'm not. But obviously we know three people are. So three people are always going to be lying at, at one point, at some point. So 
I'm looking forward to watching the rest of this. I'm probably going to knock it out today and be done by the end of tonight. So I might have a few things to say about it tomorrow, but I'll give you guys the weekend to get through it. And then I'll just, you know, have a spoiler warning. Like, Hey, if you haven't watched it, when I get to Monday's daily roundup, Hey, if you haven't watched it yet, maybe just mute, but I'm going to talk about it because I know I'm going to finish this before the playoffs game start on Saturday for sure. So anyway, it's on the Peacock app. It drops today, all 10 episodes. So it's a complete binge watch. You'll get through it really quickly. Uh, I got through the first almost four episodes. I watched them back to back to back to back. And yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun and I can't wait to see how it plays out and see who ends up, you know, winning, surviving in the end. Cause there is a prize at the end of this and it all depends on if it's the traders that are left over or the faithful that are left over. So very good. And I want you to check it out. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get them farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I've been trying to find HelloFresh recently, and I had really no idea why I waited so long, but I'm so glad I finally did. You know, you've got your New Year's goals, and HelloFresh here is here to help you achieve them. Like I said, just skip the grocery store. Take control of your time and your budget with these delicious recipes delivered right to your door. With HelloFresh, eating well in the New Year can be stress-free and delicious. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. You choose calorie-smart and carb-smart recipes or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding a protein to a veggie dish. One of my new favorite ones, the Italian chicken over lemony spaghetti. I love chicken. I am Italian, and I love spaghetti. So how could I possibly not like the Italian chicken over lemony spaghetti? It is excellent. Only takes you about 25 or 30 minutes to make. It's so easy. The ingredients are right there. It walks you through it. And like I said, you know me. I've been doing this podcast for six years. Anytime we've had a food service, I've always said, look, I'm not a cook. I don't like to cook. But these make it so easy for you to do. Italian chicken over lemony spaghetti, meat loaves with creamy thyme, uh, thyme sauce, and pork and zucchini, bibimbap. I don't even know how to pronounce bibimbap. I liked it. It was really good with carrots and pickled scallions. So check that out. It's one of my new favorite ones. Go to HelloFresh.com and check this out. HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21 and use code RealitySteve21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Let me repeat that for you guys. You are going to get 21 free meals by going to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve21 and use code RealitySteve21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get going now. Podcast number 321. Okay, let's bring her in. Uh, We are joined by the season 13 winner of Big Brother, uh, a three-time competitor on Amazing Race, Celebrity Fear Factor, Snake in the Grass, Better with the Brenchels, uh, but now premiering today on Peacock, all 10 episodes dropped of her new show, The Traders. It is Rachel Riley. Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. I'm excited to come on the podcast and gossip with you. <laughs> yes, um, I, I want to tell you this uh, I, right off the bat. All those shows that I just named that you have been in, I've seen absolutely none of them. Like I, I, I know your name, but I've never <laughs> seen you on any of these shows. However, um, with the traders coming out today, I was given screeners, and I have seen uh, the first episode and a, a little bit into the second episode because I wanted to see who the first elimination was. So, okay, you know. This is air, you know. This is airing as the episodes are now out. All ten episodes are on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk to you uh, about this show and just kind of we'll get into small spoilers. But myself, I don't even want to know what happens. So even though it's out okay. there, I don't want to know. I we'll talk about some certain things. But first off, just this show in general. Um, how familiar with it were you? It's adapted from an Australian series. Had had you ever heard or watched before you were approached to do this? Yeah, so so actually, I watched the uh, the Danish series. Okay. So it was with celebrities in Denmark, and it was in uh, Danish. Like, I don't <laughs> speak that language, obviously. So, like, I had to watch it in another language. So I honestly had no idea what was going on. But uh, I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is great. I literally had to get a VPN to find it. I had to subscribe to their, like, network like online platform to get the episodes but um i couldn't find like i don't think the australian version had been out at that time so i think it had i think it dropped when we were already filming Mm. but um i only like had watched it in another language so i had no idea what to get into and i'm such a like like a strategy player i start playing the game before the game even starts so i was like i'm gonna learn everything about this i'm gonna know what i'm walking into i'm gonna know how to play um so yeah i mean i i tried my best but nothing can compare to like actually living this game this game is crazy okay so since i haven't obviously seen the other um countries versions was this version that you filmed similar to the episodes you watched of the danish version or were there differences I would say it was, I would say it was very, very similar. I literally don't know what like their strategy was, unfortunately, but like, I would say from the other seasons I've watched, it's very similar and it's, it's super similar to the UK version, which had, I think it just aired. I think it just finished on BBC. Um, And so I would say it's like very similar to the UK version. Um, The Australian version, I watched a few episodes when I, after I filmed it and they it's a little different. Like the Australian reality TV is so different from American reality TV. So I 
I feel like you can't really compare to that, but it was similar to the very first version that I watched. I just don't know their strategy. Okay. Now here's, you know, something that when I was kind of looking through everything and, you know, the basis of the show is there are 20 people that are in a, uh, hanging out in a castle in Scotland. Yep. And there are three traitors among you that you don't know until, well, we don't know as the audience until you do get to know the uh, the three traitors in the first episode. And that's the one spoiler I'll go over because in the first 30 minutes, we know who the three traitors are. And it happens to okay. be uh, Cody from Big Brother, Sari from Survivor, and one of the regular people. By the way, the, of the 20 people, 10 people are reality show TV people and 10 regular people. And then the third uh, traitor is a guy named Christian. And I'm thinking to myself... I, did they do it because they wanted us to remember all their names start with C? Like, what What the hell was that? Everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone was a C. That. I was like, three Cs? I, <laughs> I think you're the first person that has said that. And I, like, see, you would be good at this game, Steve. Because, like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that was, like, a sign, like, a clue that we, none of us, picked up on oh okay um i so, wish i would have thought about that now when when so in within the first 30 minutes um the host alan Cumming, um designates who the three and so the, uh, the 17 others don't know but obviously those three right. have to keep it secret and they have to not you know let anything on so there's a lot of lying and deceiving and we all know cody uh from his big brother days and celebrity big brother that he won um very good at that so i think he'll be good yeah. at it i think Suri is yeah. Excellent. I don't know enough about Christian, obviously, because he's just a regular guy. But right. when I when I see this, I'm like, just doing the math. I, I I think I don't know. When we get down towards the end, I'm like, I'm almost like, well, isn't it almost impossible not to figure out who it is just by math? Or no, they're not as there aren't many eliminations. It's so hard okay. because there's a ton of elimination every episode. One person gets banished, one person gets murdered. So as you see in the very first episode, that the, they're already scheming on who to banish, who to murder. Like, you know, the traitors kind of like run the show in the beginning. There's so many people. It's so hard. You think in the beginning, like, oh, someone did something weird at the round table. They must be a traitor or yeah. someone's acting weird. But I think even in the first episode, I call out Cody. I was like, Cody's yeah. acting weird. Like, he's, you know, not acting like himself. I know him. And the thing is with me and Cody is that, like, so I beat him in Fear Factor, and I think he's, like, held a grudge ever since. <laughs> so, like, I could tell right away. It was, like, for some reason, he didn't want to work with me. And maybe it was because he was a traitor, or maybe it was just, like, he didn't want to work with me. And so I just was put off immediately by that. But I think... I think it's not e as easy as you would think as a viewer to figure out who these traitors are. Because oh, you think okay. everyone's a traitor, right? Like, yeah. it's so confusing. You get so confused. And the longer we're in the game, the longer, like, the more confused you get. Okay, so that was my... <clears throat> I guess I haven't gotten to the part about banishment. The only thing I've seen is who the first murder was. What's a banishment? When does... Oh, my God. So this is the exciting part. This is when you're going to grab your popcorn, you're going to go... <laughs> To the TV, you're going to scream at the TV. You're going to want a bottle of wine. This is where we put all the shit on the table. Like, literally, we sit around a round table, and we look at each other in the eyes, and you call people out. So, like, this is the part where in the previews, if anyone's watched the trailer, yeah. they would see, like, when Brandy Glanville's like, I think you're a traitor. I think you're a traitor. Like, yeah. our job at the round table is literally to just call people out, and, like, they will either defend themselves or 
someone else will defend them. But you just kind of say like, you know, whatever you're thinking, whatever's on your mind, you're supposed to say it at that round table. So, you know, other reality shows we say behind their backs, but like here you have to like stab them in the front almost. Okay. So when you talk about someone is banished, how is that done through a vote? Oh, an open vote. We vote and tell them why we're voting them out. So this is kind of cool, which is like, I think ups the ante even more. So once we're at the round table, like telling everyone like why we're voting for them. Like if I was like, I'm going to vote for you, Steve, because I think you're too good at this game. And then I would have to write your name down on like a piece, you know, like a chalkboard or whatever. And then I would like put my vote down. So you would know right there that like, I'm against you. So it's really like, it's really hard. You have to like almost walk a really thin line, but like it makes amazing television. And then whoever has the most votes at the end of that banishment is gone. Okay. Yep, exactly. And then and then they stand up and they say if they're a traitor or a faithful. Gotcha. Yeah, the the the, th- the 17 that aren't uh, traitors are called the faithful in this show. And exactly. so my question would be if you get to a point during banishment and obviously one of you at some point, I got to believe at some point during the season, someone in the faithful suspects Cody or Christian or Suri is one of the traitors. And clearly they're going to defend themselves and say, I'm not because they can't give it away. Right. So that, okay. So that makes for very interesting talk. And it's just a matter of, do you believe them? You know, do, do you believe? Literally a hundred percent. And like people will <laughs> accuse each other. Like I was saying, like you'll accuse someone else. That's not even a traitor. And you'll be like, you know, I think you're a traitor because of this, this, and this. And then they have to defend themselves. And, I mean, but at this point, like, nobody really is believing you unless you have, like, evidence to prove someone else is a traitor. Or, you know, like, you have to just kind of, like, talk your way out of things, which is really tricky in front of a room of, like, you know, 20 people. And then isn't there, and like I said, I'm only through one episode and about, 15 minutes of this of episode number two. So isn't there um, a where a vote where you where you get to vote for who you think the traitor is or is that the banishment? Is it the same thing? That's the, so that's at the banishment roundtable. So, yeah. So okay. we vote at that point. That's You're voting for voting. the. OK, gotcha. Exactly. The goal is we're going to banish the traitors at this point. Right. So, like, hopefully we're sitting around the table and saying, like, you know, Cody is doing this, this, and this, and like, you know, trying to figure it out. But of course, because there's 20 different big personalities and 20 gamers and 20 people that are like, you know, throwing out names and saying this and that. And then you have these like huge reality TV personalities like Brandy and Kate and like people that are just like kind of throwing chaos into the mix. And then you have like, like this guy, Michael, he like, obviously he, he throws he's, a lot he's of the chaos. Co- he's the comedic head. value so far, at least in through one episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so let's go to the end game of all this in terms of the whole point is, um, if all three traders are sussed out at some point and banished through the banishment ceremony, then whoever's remaining among the faithful splits, whatever money is in the pot. And then if, one, two, or all three traders make it to the end, they split what's in the pot? Is that how the, the winning goes yes, in this game? 100%. Okay. Yep. So you want to get a huge pot of money because you want to split it, and then, or you're going to have to split it. And then, like, if the faithfuls win, they split it. If the traders win, they split it. So it could be, you know, it could be split in a bunch of different ways. But, like, at the end, if there's, like, you know, 
one or one, then like one of those people could win or both of those people could win or five people could win. It's kind of like random how the game could end up. But as long as all the traders are out and you vote like, the traders are gone, then the traders can't win. The yeah. faithfuls will win. And then once, if if it so happens, like I said, I don't want to know what happens at the end of the season, but if it so yeah. happens that <clears throat> all three traders have been banished, the amount of faithful left at that point, split whatever's in the pot. That's how it would end. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Oh, and the traders can recruit other traders. They can recruit people to be traders. You'll find that out. Oh, okay, because that, that was one of my next yeah. questions. Is, what, yep. is there going to be a twist and turn at some point in the season. So they can actually add to the list of traders of oh, there's, there's Yeah, so they could add to the list of traders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, okay. But it's kind of like like you have to think about it. It's just like there's so many layers to the game about thinking, you know, about the game like do you want to add more traders? Is it beneficial? Like all these different things could happen, right? So in some versions of the game, the people are like they want like 100 traders for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> And you and you'll have to see what happens in this version. And you and Cody have a past. You guys are friends. You hang out outside the show. As you say in episode one, I've drank with him before. Yeah. Maybe Cody recruits you. No, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Um, (laughs) If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it's so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply indeed.com slash podcast need to hire you need indeed now here's something that i that i saw just when i was looking up your wikipedia and all the shows that you've been on and 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 whatnot now with sari being one of the traders uh and the fact that when you were on snake in the grass you and sari and um i think janelle uh teamed up and you figured out Mm -hmm. that stephanie was the snake in the grass. You ended up winning that show. So all three of you, Suri, you, and Stephanie, are all on this season. So does that come into play at all? Because all three of you, like I said, were on snake in the grass, and now you and Stephanie are technically, uh, at least you know through the first episode, you guys are faithful. So And Suri isn't. So I'm wondering now, did you and Stephanie ever get together and be like, hey, you know, because you kind of know Suri. You were on that show with her. Huh. Is she acting weird? Um, so does that come into play? Just the fact that your relationship and the fact that you've been on a show with Sari and Stephanie play a role at any point this season? I would say it definitely plays a role. And I think that you'll see it once you watch more episodes. But in the first few episodes, there's so much chaos. I don't think that – Yeah. I don't even think that we talk about it. Because the first no. few days – And it's like one of those things where I pulled uh, Stephanie aside and I was like – we're good. I pulled Suri aside. And I was like, we're good. So it's almost like an unspoken thing where we were just like, we didn't even discuss it in the very beginning. We just kind of like 
we're like, okay, we're good. We know we have each other's backs. Like, let's figure out how to move forward and like in this game. But there's definitely times when we're, you know, you'll see, you'll see as like the episodes go on where we start to talk about it more. Now, when Alan and they had the traitor, you know, everyone was out around the round table and, um, you'll see that everyone's blindfolded and all Alan does is touch the shoulder of three people that he made the traitor. So nobody else at the table knows you all take your blindfolds off and then everyone just kind of mingles around the mansion. Um, at that point, and you knew there were three at that point, obviously you said early, you suspected Cody from the beginning at that point, did you suspect anybody else? Were you anybody in your head? Like, I think these are the three. Did you have anybody in mind? You were just like, I need more time. I think I needed more time, but Kate and Brandy were acting so weird. I swear. I thought like Kate was a hundred percent a traitor. And like, Hmm. I think that because I was like, idea, it continues with the rest of the show. (laughs) Like Kate was my other suspect. Immediately just because I knew him and he was acting different and like, you know, stuff he would do that I was like, this is like, obviously Cody. But like, Kate had I didn't and I didn't know Kate either. And I'd watched below deck. But like, I don't know her personally. Yeah. So you never know how you know how the people are gonna act. And these new people thrown in like, I have no I they could make up a story about anything we couldn't we would never know, you know, like, I don't know them at all. So that was like an advantage I feel like that they had because they could be whoever they wanted to be. Did you want to be a traitor? Were you mad that you ended up being a faithful? So I wanted to be a traitor so bad. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I would have been such a good traitor, but like my husband, all my good friends are like, you would have been the worst traitor in the world. Like you would have not been a good traitor. I would have been so obvious, but I feel like in my heart, I wanted to be a traitor. And I, I tried to convince them to let me be a traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Did um how how long how long did this whole filming take this whole process? We were gone for like three weeks, maybe like a almost a month. It was it was pretty quick because if you think about it, two people are eliminated every episode, and for us, like episodes were like almost every one or two days, so gotcha. it was pretty quick. Yeah, it's an interest. Yeah, it's a really interesting show. Like I said, I knew nothing about this. Um, obviously, in the Bachelor world, the one person uh, from the Bachelor world that's on this show is is Ari. And I, um, you know, it, when it was announced that he was doing it, I'm like, okay, what is this show? Never heard of it. And then obviously now that I've seen it, I'm hooked. I'm going to try and finish it. Probably. Yeah. I'll definitely finish it by this weekend. I might even, I might even pound out all 10 episodes the rest of the day today. I, I, I'm, I'm that, I'm that hooked and I want to see, you know, kind of, kind of where this goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. And for everybody, you know, listening, it's uh, it's called The Traders. It's on Peacock, and all ten episodes drop today. So we will know. I mean, uh, it, depending on how quick you can yeah. finish it. I mean, I, for all we know, that you won this game. I, I you know, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so I'm looking. I feel like I'm, people are going to skip to the end, and like, no. I would recommend not doing that. Yeah, don't do that. So like don't don't spoil it for yourself because if you skip to the end and see the ending like you're gonna not i don't think you'll appreciate the show as much it's like it's a really fun show like i really enjoyed filming it and i think also like 
watching the other versions, I've really gotten into it and I'm really excited to watch the U S version. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, everyone, you know, being the spoiler guy for bachelor and bachelorette, I've said it for years. It's the only thing in my life that I want to know the ending of. I don't care about bachelor and bachelorette (laughs) because ultimately it's going to end up probably in a failed relationship. But (laughs) for everything else in my life, I don't read the end of books. I don't want to know what happens at the end of a movie before I go see it. Um, All the other reality shows that I do watch, um, especially Survivor, I don't want to know the ending because if you already know what happens at the end, going into, you know, challenges and and tribal councils, you'd be like, well, I know this person isn't gone. So if the editing makes it seem like they are, well, I know they're not because they won. You know, it's just like, I don't want to know that stuff. It completely ruins the experience. So no, I would never go to the end to, to see who wins and then work backwards. I don't understand people who do that, but I know people out there that do. And, um, so yeah, it's crazy. Um, I I did want to talk about a a few other things, but like I said, traders drops today on Peacock, go check it out. Um, it is 10 episodes and I think you're going to like it. I was hooked after one episode and uh, I'm really interested. I'm really interested in why they chose, Maybe it's not explained. Maybe it is. Like, why did the show, obviously the production team behind the show, were the ones that decided, okay, let's make these three the traitors out of 20. Why were Sari, Cody, and Christian chose? I don't know. Is that explained? I know. No, they never explained it. And I think it was random is what they told us. So Hmm. I'm not really sure. And I think what they said, if, like, you know, when they do another season, they said they might change it up so it's even more random. But as far as I know, it was just kind of like random. But I definitely wanted to be a traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the random witness was not in my eyes. (laughs) I was I was thinking that I was like, well, maybe they did it for, you know, it just obviously when they did pre-show interviews with all you people, they just thought these would be the the best three or something like that. But then then I as I told you, I'm like. Do they have to be all three with with C's as their the first letter and their yeah. first name? I'm like they throw they chose three C's and um, I was like that's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, uh, there might be, is there another C on the show now that I think about it? Is there another? Uh, I don't know. Is there? I is there, there another? C- is there? Um, I can't see that. Yeah, I don't have the whole cast pulled up, but uh, I'm let's to see. Think. I don't. You know what? I don't think there is another C. So the only three people whose names started with C happened to be the traders. It's pretty crazy. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. And that could have been like a clue that nobody picked up on. Attention. But I'll be honest. Yeah. I picked up. On, I did not pick up on that. But I wonder if, if we even picked up on it and said it to people, if they would listen, they would probably be like, that's stupid. They're not going to do that. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost too obvious. If there's three out of right, three out exactly. of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what a what a game! What a game of deception here. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you about uh, one of your other shows that um, I did not uh, watch, but Better with the Brenchels. Um, yeah. I I just read basically what it was about. So you and your husband uh, decided to move from L.A. to Alabama. So first off, yeah. tell me what the reasoning for that decision was why did you guys want to make that move and and then decide to basically i I guess better with the brentals is you documenting this move yeah exactly so okay okay, so brendan my husband um he works in medical physics so he got a residency at uab okay and yeah so we um documented moving from we moved here for his residency at uab 
Um, and since then, he's been accepted uh, to work as faculty, and he's going to get he's going to take a job at, in Alabama. So we'll be here for a little bit, which is exciting. I like Alabama. The people are amazing, and it's very beautiful here. Um, but we decided to document it instead of just you know, like driving across the country or documenting like some crazy adventures. I thought it would be really cool if we could like try to make a difference in every stop that we were making. And so we stopped along the way with these, like worked with these organizations that were making a difference in their community. And we learned so much. We had such an amazing experience. I mean, we like met this amazing girl who is like rescuing rattlesnakes and like she rehomes them in the desert and like it's so important for the ecology out there so like she's amazing and then we like we worked with horse therapy and we got to go on this ranch and meet these people that are um, making a big difference in their local community in Arizona and they're you know working with kids with disabilities and they're working with People, um, people are really great with uh, bonding with horses. So it's like it's horse equine therapy is just like an amazing thing. Um, and then we came through, we did like Texas and we went through Alabama and we worked with like different organizations. We worked with like animal um, organizations, people that are like saving pets. And um, after the hurricane in Mobile, they had like a lot of abandoned pets. And then the one of the shelters there was hit really bad by the hurricane. So everyone in Mobile came together and like raised money to like rebuild the shelter and to like rehome all these pets. So it's like really cool, um, like what they're doing out there. And then in Birmingham, we worked with this like um, it's called the Magic City Fashion Week, and they're a nonprofit that um, gives back to the local community and introduces fashion to people that might not have you know been able to learn about fashion or you know the kids that might not like understand it's a business and they give out scholarships. It's a really cool organization here too. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to do, it was like a really amazing, like such a special experience. I'm so glad that we got to do it. And I know your, your daughter was a part of this, right? What what year was this? What year did you make the move? It was like only a year at the time. Okay. That's what I was going to say. What year did, what year was this filmed and what year did you make the move? We moved in 2021. So it was filmed like, at the end of 2021, or I guess it was like over the summer of 2021, and then it we uh, it was edited and it came out in 2022. So it was in the middle of the pandemic, basically. Literally in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> we worked with this like really cool bra organization. We did a bra walk, and it had to be outdoors because and in the middle of the summer in Phoenix, Arizona. But it had to be outdoors because of the pandemic. And Phoenix has like a bunch of like they had a bunch of like laws at the time like for. Um, you know, like big gatherings and stuff. So, uh, and you know, like we definitely dealt with a bunch of that was crazy. Filming during the pandemic was crazy. Oh yeah. I can, <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. Um, but yeah, that's really cool that you did that. And and where can people yeah. watch that better with the Brentals? Yeah. So that's on bespoke television. It airs, um, bespoke. If you go to their website, they have a bunch of, um, like places that it's distributed. It's like a lot of local access channels and, um, like you can get it on like the Pluto app. Um, it's one of the channels on that app. It's we worked with Bespoke TV for that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Like I said, I did not watch any of your Big Brother seasons because I didn't start watching till twenty one, and you were the you 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 were on twelve, and you were brought back for thirteen, and and that is the season that you won. I actually saw that um, the season that you won. It was actually. You know, since I've been watching, 
21, 22, the 24 this summer. It seems like the final vote is a blowout. It's just never, it hasn't been close since I've started watching. No. You won by a vote right. of four to three, Literally, right? I agree. Yeah. Well, and this past season, it was like almost unanimous, right? Yeah. Except I, for like, you know, one person. <laughs> and, and, and the one person who um, voted for Monty was, right. I believe, um, Turner. Turner, who was the last person out and he didn't get a yeah. chance to even talk to everybody, or I'm sure he would have been convinced to vote for, for Taylor. Yeah. So you won by a vote of four to three. Um, you don't need to recap your season for me, but um, what uh, what what put you over the edge on your season? Did you going into the finals? Did you think you were going to win? We'll ask you that. No, like I had no idea. I was going to win the whole season. I feel like for my season, it was so hard. Like I'm such a like you know you either love me or hate me personality where it's like I can be sometimes a little bit up in people's faces and you know it just doesn't rub people the right way but (laughs) um I'm very loud um and outspoken but I think like I knew I had a feeling I could win when it was like final four and the my friend at the time Jordan um, she had gotten evicted that episode. And then I was like, oh my God, I could actually win going into final three. But I had no idea until the vote. I just didn't know how the votes would go because I had not made very many friends on jury. I knew I had like maybe three votes and I knew I had Brendan's vote, my husband. He was like yeah. in the you know jury. But besides him, like it's always like, are they going to or aren't they? And in my head, I was just trying to calculate the votes. I think the only reason I won is because Brendan was in jury convincing people to vote for me. I really, to this day, think it was like my husband. So he always is like, we won. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I won. <laughs> it seems like, you know, in the seasons that I've watched, and it seems like it's kind of like Survivor in terms of the jury because the people that are on the jury are people you have voted out. So it's like, do you get a bitter jury or do you get a jury that understands why they were voted out? And and that's why I've always liked these shows, and that's why Survivor's always been my favorite reality show because I really like the fact that the people who determine your fate ultimately are people that you basically had to lie to, manipulate. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've always found that fascinating. It's a great social experiment. Same thing with Big Brother. Yeah. Um, but you know, now that you mention this, and I don't want to, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way because this might not even be you. However, <laughs> I I do remember. I, like I said, I don't watch Amazing Race, but I remember Sunday dinners uh, with my family. I don't even remember what season it would have been because you were on three different seasons of Amazing Race. But I do remember somebody uh, within my family circle who was a big Amazing Race fan, and I remember they would talk about it on Sunday night dinners, and they would always bring up, oh, my God, I can't stand her. Now, I don't know if it was you. <laughs> I don't want to say it was you. I don't want to say it was you. But now that I remember, did you and did you and your husband argue a lot on Amazing Race? We did the very first Amazing Race. We argued so much, and like maybe we would have won if we weren't arguing so much. (laughs) We argued so much. Well, we were like a new couple, and like also, I think it's that push pull that you have when you're like trying to win a million dollars with someone. You're like this is a hundred percent the right decision. And then he's like, no. And I'm like, yes, it is like, you know, you know, our relationship dynamic works. <laughs> well, are you, were you, um, were you engaged on the first season of amazing race or just dating? 
We were. We were engaged the first time we did. We got engaged okay. in February after. So Big Brother's over in like, what, September? So we, we got engaged February the next year. So it was like 2000 and, oh my gosh, maybe 2011 that we got engaged or 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2011 that we got engaged. Gotcha. Because we got married in 2012. So I don't want to say, I don't want to pin it on a, 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 a someone in my family circle who might have said <laughs> that, oh my God, I can't stand her. But I do remember them yeah, I talking about a couple that argued a lot, and one of them happened to be from Big Brother. And I, I oh, it's probably me then. For okay, sure. yeah, I think it might have been you. Because the other Big Brother couples did not argue as much. Okay, so the fact yeah. that you got to do it three times has anybody in Amazing Race history gotten to do it three times? Just me. I'm the only female, and then uh, the Afghanimals, who are um, Leo and Jamal, they got to do it three times as well. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, I know the first two times you did it with uh, your husband, and the, and then the third time was with your sister. So yep. you and you and your husband finished third both times, and with your sister, it was seventh. Is that correct? Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not embarrassing. Not that's that's halfway we, through at least. Like, you know how? Well, like we were just there to have fun and to just like you know kick back and like whatever. Like we were we were like we went in thinking we were totally going to win, and then like after the first few, you know legs we were like let's just have fun (laughs) well i mean we're like this is probably not happening so let's just enjoy it well clearly it seems like you're a very competitive person you did very well on big brother you third place both times i I can't imagine you were fine with after a first episode with your sister being like oh it looks like we're not going to win why didn't you think you were going to win oh no i was not fine with it i think just because like she and I, we just weren't doing as well as we could have. And I am, I am super, super competitive, but I also had in my head, like I didn't want to ruin the experience for my sister because I'm so competitive. And the first time Brendan and I did the amazing race, we don't really ha- like, we fought the whole time. So we didn't really enjoy it. Like we should have. And I mean, like, this is the thing. You're literally never going to do a trip like the amazing race in your life. Like, I mean, yeah, I did it three times, but like, you know, it's a very unique experience um, because you're just like running through these countries, doing things you'll never do, seeing yeah. things you probably wouldn't wouldn't see if you were just even like a tourist, you know. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't like overly like pushy with my sister because I wanted her to enjoy it. So I don't know. I think it was like I with my sister, I'm just more like it's a little bit more fun and we can like hang out and, you know, be sister sister as they say. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I don't know. With my husband, it's like it's a million dollars, and we better win. Yeah. <laughs> and you're with your you're with your sister. You just want to braid each other's hair and have fun, and you know, like literally, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sister wanted to buy like face masks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and I the thing was, I I actually watched the finale of this season's Amazing Race because I knew that Derek and Claire from BB23 yeah. were in it, and I was like, oh, I just want to see if they win. I want to see if a big brother couple wins, someone I actually know or I, I know of, and you yeah. know they ended up winning. But when I was watching that finale, there were things that I saw, and now I'm going to have to try and remember them off the top of my head, um, that I was like, I didn't know this was a thing in Amazing Race, and maybe it's a pandemic thing, because from clips that I saw, and maybe a couple episodes here and there that I saw in past seasons... I always remembered it being about getting into a cab. And if you got a shitty cab driver, you were screwed. I'm watching Derek and Claire and they're just like, they're self-driving. And I'm like, wait a second, when when did this happen? Is this a pandemic thing? I'm assuming it was. Yes, because 
Uh, if you, so I don't know if you watched the season, the two seasons previous to their season, but no. like ever since the pandemic, well, they stopped production in like 2019. They were filming and they stopped production for like a year and then they picked it back up. Yeah. And then they were like, they had a chartered plane. Um, they ha- like, because it was such a big deal for us in season, tw- I did season 20. So it was such a big deal for us in season 20 to like have to book our own flights and like we were given, um, you know, a credit card, but we couldn't, we only could book one flight. So it was like, you can book, you know, whatever flight you want to book, but like if it doesn't work out or it gets delayed or canceled, you can't book another flight. So that was like a really big part of the race. And then the taxi cab was like such a big part, especially in other countries. But um, I think ever since the pandemic, they've had like, you know, chartered planes and then they've had like self you know, a lot of self-driving things. So I think it definitely changed a little, but listen, it's still hard. (laughs) It's like that show is so much up to like luck and challenges and you never know what, what to expect. I feel like Derek and Claire were just like such a good team together. And I I really enjoyed watching them because like they weren't like the super like, you know, lovey dovey all the time. Like they definitely told each other what was up sometimes, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they seem strategic the whole time, but you never knew if they were going to like pull it out, but they always do. So, it, well, I mean, I think that's what they want. It really seems like when I, when I was watching it and I, I know from the past that, yeah, you had to book flights and if you, you know, got screwed or didn't get on a flight, yeah. <clears throat> you were behind another team. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, if everybody is on a chartered flight, I'm assuming that just means, whoever so booking a flight isn't even a part of the show anymore it's just if you finish right. first in the episode before you are first off to to start and you get a head start i'm assuming that's how it works now and it has nothing to do with booking a flight and yeah. how to get there okay yeah and sometimes i don't think i don't know because i have obviously i'm not on production but when on season 31 sometimes it would be like we all get to the airport at the same time like if we are all on the same flight and then they would just like be like okay go and then like we would all like just run and whoever could like grab a cab the quickest and it was kind of luck because it ha- it almost had nothing to do with like you were first place so you can go out you can leave like 20 seconds before this team so sometimes they did do that on this past season like they got they got to go like 45 minutes before or something but like uh you know, most of the time you're all at the same stop and there might be like a hold or something and you have to wait and then they're just like go when the timer starts and then they start racing again. So it's kind of just, it's random if you can like outrun everyone, if you can like, you know, get a cab, like trick someone to pull a cab in front of you or, you know, but I guess like if you're self-driving, you can't really trick people to pull a cab in front of someone else. (laughs) That was always my strategy. (laughs) (laughs) And then U-turns. I loved using U-turns and I was so sad they didn't have U-turns. I think I know what U-turns are, but I'm not 100% positive. That's where you can like oh, you, you can designate another team to do it like an extra challenge or something like that. Is that what it is? Literally, yeah. Oh, okay. So you make them do you make them go backwards so they have to do the other detour and they get so mad cuz they can get so behind, yeah. especially if it's like a really hard detour or, you know, something like where they have to like climb up 100 stairs just to get to the detour or something like so you can like really put someone behind. Yeah, and but I guess I mean that's part of strategy. You do that to a team that you yeah, think is really good, obviously. A hundred percent, it's strategy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would. I don't think I would dislike uh, Amazing Race in the episodes that I have watched, and I, and I have said this when I've watched it. My issue with it is, and I'm not a person 
who get sick uh, very much at all. I get dizzy watching that show. It's too bouncy. It's too bouncy camera for me. Just bounce around. Yeah, I, I'm like bounce around. Yeah, I'm like I can't do this. It's almost. Yeah. I, I get. I'm getting nauseous watching the show. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's a hell of an. Ex- I, I know it's a hell of an experience, but yeah, oh, I yeah. just. I I would never. And, and then the other thing that I saw uh, with Derek and and Claire, and I don't think this was the case, and maybe it was, was. You know, when they, I think when they got to Nashville, even where, wherever they were before they got to Nashville, where the season ended, they just go up to somebody on the street and say, hey, pull out your uh, cell phone. Tell me where this place is. Like, that that wasn't yes. a thing, right? <laughs> no, it was never a thing, but now okay. it is. Yeah, now it is. No, because, like, even on season 20, we were not allowed to do that. So we, you know, I think that changed when they started getting more, like, social. They had a season where it was, like, all social media influencers. And okay. I think that's when it kind of started changing where people were allowed to use their cell phones. But no, on season 20, they would not allow us to ask people for like cell phone directions. But yeah, now they're just like, hey, can you tell me how to get here? Just pull it up on Google Maps. And then Google Maps tells you right away. Um, so okay. yeah, no, we could ask for directions. We could always be like, you would always pull someone aside and be like, you know, hey, where's the Mona Lisa or whatever. And then they could point you in the right direction or give you good directions. And if someone gave bad directions, then of course you get behind because you know, you're like running around. You have nowhere. You're like no idea where you're going. Um, but I remember when we were in Rome and we had to find the steps, like the, um, like the Roman steps. And we had like amazing directions from this person. Um, she was like from Rome. We stopped her before she was getting on the subway and we got there so quickly, but then other teams were so behind because they had really bad directions. It just seems like, look, I don't want to take anything away from Derek and Claire, but it and, and, right. and whoever and whoever's won the show since the pandemic. But it kind of seems like, while it's still hard, it kind of yeah. seems like an easier show now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I say the same thing all the time. Okay, <laughs> my husband right. and I are like, this show is so easy now. <laughs> like, why did we get to do it? Like. Yeah, I have, I'm, and I'm again, I'm not taking away from them. Like they won, you know, they yeah. they have their million dollars, um, and I'm a three time loser. But <laughs> <laughs> like, but it is a lot easier. Okay. And I just remember season twenty was so hard. It was just like we had to like you know camp outside, and uh, we were so confused and lost, and it was just like it was so hard. And then now I'm just and the challenges. I felt like the challenges were so hard on our first season. Um, we always talk about that. And now the challenges are like, they're a lot different. They used to be like maybe more physical. I remember like we had to do Australian repelling in season 20 as one of the, like the final leg uh, challenges. Like it was really scary. And we all, it was the longest challenge because the competition in Hawaii, we were in Hawaii and I swear it lasted like a full day. Like we were, we were racing the entire day. So, I mean, it's like a it was a lot, but now it looks like they're they're you know racing for like two hours. I'm like, listen, guys. Even on thirty one, we were spoiled. The ch- the one I did with my sister, we were spoiled because it was so much easier than the other two amazing races I competed in. It's the same thing I say about the new Survivor. I mean, you can. I'm not taking yeah, away from I any of the. Days, like, yeah. Put me on. I'll Jeff Rose, <laughs> Give me a call. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not taking away anything from those winners because I wouldn't want to sleep outside at one night in my life, let alone 26. Right, right. But let's face it: 26 days is 26 days, and 39 yeah. days is 39 days. So as hard as 26 days is, just add on right. another two weeks. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, 
all my friends that did survivors say like at tw- at day 26 you're just like starting to lose your mind so they're like they can't imagine like they're just it's so much easier now i think it's what they're trying to say I want to go back to Big Brother for a second. Um, I read an interview that you did where you had said, someone asked you what is one of the uh, changes you would make to Big Brother, and I think you had said you would love to see not just an all-star season, but I'm assuming you want a Big Brother season of all the winners or only winners, right? Yeah, legends. So I think legends would be more exciting than all winners because, yeah, all-stars are cool. Let's get the personalities. But if you do a legend season where we're talking like, so Danielle Reyes, you probably didn't watch her season. She's super old school, but like, I mean, amazing. Probably one of the best players to ever play Big Brother. Strategy on point. She only didn't win because there was a no jury at the time. So everyone saw everything and heard everything and the jury was bitter. But uh, yeah, like, let's get some legends on. Like, like you know, Will Kirby, Janelle, like, obviously myself. <laughs> um, like, you know, Taylor, like, I mean, I'm thinking like Xavier, Taylor, like me, Janelle, Danielle Reyes. Um, I mean, obviously we have to have Dr. Will because he's like obviously like one of the main people, Dan Giesling. And I don't think you'll get those players to do an all-star season at this point. Like, it's just so much. It's it's hard to take three months out of your life, you yeah. know? What about the uh, the Dick guy, Evil Dick? Yeah, him? so I love Evil Dick. I think he would be a great, like, as a character, I love him. But, like, I don't know. Like, he, you know, he wasn't able to finish season 13, so I don't know if he could do it again. But, yeah, like, he was such a crazy character. And I don't want to live with him in house. <laughs> but, like, I loved watching his season because he was such a crazy, like, messy Big Brother player. You know, but he won. And people, like for some reason didn't just like immediately vote him out, even though he was like banging pots and pans and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> do you like the, um, do you like, I'm sure you've watched, but do you like the celebrity version or no? Yeah, I do. I like the celebrity version because I really enjoy wa- like getting to know them and watching their strategy. I think it's hard with the celebrity version. Cause like even this last celebrity one, we saw like, we had like Todrick who was like super game mode, right? He was like yeah. a gamer doing everything he could, but then some people like just didn't care, right? They were just like, they didn't know what they signed up for. They were just like, what is big brother? They'd never watched. Um, so I hate when, I hate when you have a show where half of the people are like really into it and half of the people are just like, not, they're just there for a paycheck, you know, like they just don't care. Cause it ruins the it ruins the strategy of the real gamers. So I would like to see a celebrity version with like Wherever, with the le- I mean honestly I'd like to see it with the legends. And even if I'm not on it, like I'd like to see uh instead of a celebrity version like a legend season where we have all those people that are there to play the game that are like really good gamers and really smart. And maybe even like people that we haven't seen in years that people don't consider legends, but like a really good gamer like Matt Hoffman. Like he's he was always thinking about the game. Um, you know, there's like just there's so many people now that they could pick for that kind of season. I hope that they do it. Yeah, I remember, you know, I've watched all the celebrity seasons and you've got your celebrities yeah. that come on like, oh, my God, I love this show, like the Ross Matthews of the world. But then right. you, you, yeah. you bring Lamar and Ron Artest on and they're like, I don't even know what this game is. Like, what's right, the point literally. of having them on? At least bring on people who watch the show and like it. Don't just bring them on because they yeah. are celebrities. That's where my issue was. Always totally, totally version. agree. Yeah, right. I agree. And, like, I love, of course, we all love the comic release, but, like, I am a television aficionado. Yeah. And, like, as, like, I'm obsessed with unscripted, so I love watching reality shows. And I want to see people that are, like, 
funny, but also gamers. <laughs> and speaking, <laughs> they also want to be there. Well, speaking of that, uh, the last thing I want to talk about the fact is that you are a casting director for yeah. reality shows, right? Which which yes. which shows are you? Have you done and and are still doing? Oh my gosh, I've I've done so many. I've done it for like uh, almost seven years now. Wow. So, uh, like some really big ones, I cast for. Uh, I'm not currently casting for this, but I previously casted for Love Island. Um, I've cast for um, Too Hot to Handle. So I do a ton of like dating shows, and then I've also cast like you know I cast Floor Bama Shore, and I cast for. Um, Oh my gosh, what's the, uh, the New Jersey Shore that they were just doing that I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> it, it got started filming and then they stopped filming it. Oh. Um, hopefully that will come back. Um, but I cast like a bunch of like docu-follows. I've casted so many game shows like Press Your Luck, The Card Sharks. Um, right now I'm casting Let's Make a Deal. Uh, so I've cast like a bunch of stuff. Um, hopefully soon I'll be casting this other really cute dating show and it's with older people. So if anyone has their grandma or anyone they're listening to, like, please find me on Instagram and send me their info. <laughs> Wait, is that is that is that the one the Bachelor's been trying to push through for three years now? Yes, it is. Okay, yes. So why ha- I mean, I, I know that they started first promoting that the Senior Bachelor, um, and then the pandemic hit. But yeah. It's been three years. Like, why hasn't this show been on yet? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't think it's filmed. So yeah, I don't no, think that... yeah, it definitely hasn't yeah. filmed. But I'm like, they keep promoting and they keep sometimes during, uh, whether it's Paradise or The Bachelor season or The Bachelorette, they'll sometimes run the casting commercial for, hey, if you know somebody, an older senior citizen, over yeah. 55, you know, have them apply here. But we've been seeing that commercial for three for like years so and the show hasn't aired because it hasn't like filmed it yet. It's been a challenge to find good people. But then also, like, you have to remember, like, all these shows we start casting, unless it's a show that's been on for like years, you know, it's going to take a long time. Like, I start, I cast, I started casting The Dance Monsters that's on Netflix right now. We started casting that, I think, in 2018, and it just now came out. Wow. So we did get put on hold for a little bit for the pandemic, obviously. But then, like, you know, it takes a minute for them to, like, you know, get the cast together and get everything for production together. And then, like, you know, it's just, like, crazy, like, how long it takes sometimes for, like, new shows to come out. But, you know, like, like Let's Make a Deal or when I'm working on, like, a show like Price is Right or something – we'll cast someone and a month later they're on the show or even like sometimes it's like a week later. So you never know. It just kind of depends on the filming and the production schedule. Sometimes they want us to cast people in a week. <laughs> or like you need them to like go through background check and do all this stuff. Like, and they never have a full, a final cast. Not never. Like a lot of times the final cast isn't decided until they start even like, you know filming like temptation island like we you know you never know what's gonna happen or like who's gonna back out or who's gonna move forward and it's just it's crazy it's like a crazy job (laughs) but i love it i love everything about it well the thing about it is you know clearly casting for a game show whether it's let's make a deal or price is right is way different than what you're casting for on a reality dating show so tell me about the actual reality dating show casting that had to have changed in the last five to seven years with the advent of social media, where if you end up lasting long enough, getting enough followers, your whole life can change and you can quit your eight to five job. And all of a sudden you are now an influencer and you got to know people are going into casting and sitting in front of casting directors 
almost wanting to play a character or be like a someone from a previous season yep. who had a lot of success. So do you suss that out or you're like, I'm fine with it as long as they're good TV? I mean, for me, I'm both, but like, I don't, I don't always see like what the network is saying, but, um, for like, from my point of view, I kind of love it because if they're like, you know, my favorite bachelor ever is Ari and I'm going to be like Ari and I'm going to be indecisive and who knows what's going to happen and up in the air, you know, like if that person is saying that, then I'm like, this is great. Cause they already have a feel for the show. They already kind of know what they want to do and they, they're going to go in there with like thinking they're going to be a certain way, which is great. But I think it's people, the biggest thing I say to everyone always is like, we can spot a fake. So like, don't tell me your favorite player ever, you know, on a reality show is Janelle because you think I want to hear that or Taylor because she just won, you know, don't say like, Hey, I want to be on big brother. My favorite person is Taylor. I'm going to play totally like Taylor. It's like, you know, tell me what you're going to do to get there because especially with competition shows, you'd be so surprised people either have their whole gameplay strategized or they're just like, I don't know. I'm just going to go in there and let it happen. And so you kind of want someone that's a little bit in the middle where they're like willing to change if they need to. Um, or if they're willing to like, like on a dating show, if they're willing to go in looking for love, like have their heart open, ready to have their heart be broken if that happens, but also ready to like fall head over heels in love. Like that's the perfect person, you know, like that's who I want to put on a dating show because they're going to be open to the experiment. They're going to be open to like, whatever happens and they're probably going to make great tv just because they're like hearts on their sleeve you know so like we want to see that raw emotion but when when you go in as a character and you're like you know this is my gig this is what i'm doing it's it does get played out like we see that all the time on the bachelor you know yeah well that's it's really interesting and i gotta imagine it's it's um some people are easier to suss out than than others oh yeah yeah oh a hundred percent i mean some people go in when you're doing your first zoom with them and you're just like, okay, this person is totally like, they don't even care about falling in love. They're literally just want to be like famous. You know, you can tell like it's, it's super obvious. And I don't know if that's just certain people are so obvious about what they're doing, but then some people seem so genuine and they're like, you know, uh, my cousin told me to apply. And then you're like, okay, well tell me like, what are you thinking? Like, what's your like relationships? Like, I mean, we're like therapists in these zooms. I'm telling you, we like, we do deep dives with these people where it's like, we want to learn everything about them and we get to know like everything about their past relationships. So, I mean, when, by the time that they're like put on this cast, they should be like pretty authentic. But again, it's like the age of social media. And sometimes if like, you know, someone's super hot and fun and has a good personality and bubbly, you're just like pushing through. That's really, it's really good stuff. And, um, yeah, I, it's that's great that you have gotten into uh, that business, and you know I I love it. You know, having having come into this interview, and you know, having heard things about Rachel Riley, you're <laughs> you're just lovely to deal with. I I, I guess I oh, haven't I, since I haven't watched any of your other stuff. I have nothing to go off of. But thank you. <laughs> there, there was this I reputation before you that preceded <laughs> you. I'm like I didn't I didn't hear it in the, in this hour that I spoke to you. So. Um, thanks again so much for coming on. Yeah, and like you. I said, um, the traders drops today on, uh, the Peacock app, go check it out. All 10 episodes are out right now. I know I'm going to finish it before this weekend. Like I said, I might even finish it all today. Uh, but I can't wait to see it. And uh, Rachel, I'm definitely going to 
email you and give you my thoughts um, once I'm done watching. Thank you. I, I definitely do. I want to. Uh, I want to. I'll probably have some more questions about it from somebody that was there. So be looking. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that once I finish it this okay. uh, weekend. But <laughs> anything. Ra- Ra- I love talking about it. Oh yeah, that'd no, be <laughs> awesome. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it, and uh, we will definitely thank be you in for touch. You got it. Yes, please do. And thank you so much for having me. Anytime, I'd love to come back and talk about whatever. No, no problem. Thanks a lot, Rachel. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Rachel for coming on. Really had a good time talking to her. Never spoken to her before. And um, seeing how many shows she did. My gosh, when I was doing some research on her, I'm like, my gosh, she's been on so many reality shows. But. The Traders, go check it out. It's on Peacock. It got released today. I think you're going to like it. I didn't know whether I was going to like it or not, and I don't really like diving into new shows, but this one I did like. And and I can tell you right now, 100% honestly, I'm not getting paid for this. This isn't some sort of collaboration I have with Peacock or Traders. Uh, they, someone that um, I dealt with, remember when I was doing uh, 12 Dates of Christmas and I had those people on, same person that is like kind of working behind the scenes, pitched Rachel to me and would said, hey, would you like to have her on your podcast? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I said, but I, can you send me over some screeners I did want to see? So I watched, um, at the time that I interviewed Rachel yesterday, I had only watched the first episode and like I said, about 20 minutes of the second episode because I wanted to see who the first elimination was and that what happens in the beginning of the second episode. So... um finished uh the plan was to finish all four screeners that they sent me yesterday the first four episodes and then the rest i'm going to finish today or tomorrow on peacock but um really interesting show i'm curious to see how it plays out a lot of deceiving a lot of lying so uh, i'm i'm looking forward to this i want to see who ends up winning the fact that she brought up there is a twist and turn where the traders could actually recruit more traders that's an interesting twist that i'm interested to see so, yeah, want to see how this all plays out. Check it out. It's on Peacock. Ten reality stars and ten regular people put into a mansion in Scotland. Uh, reality stars that I've mentioned, like I said, Rachel's on it. Ari Leyendijk is on it. Ryan Lochte. Suri from uh, Survivor. Suri Fields. Uh, Stephanie LaGrosa from Survivor. Um, uh, Reza Raza from um, Shaws of Sunset. Didn't haven't watched that show. Brandy Glanville. You all know her. Um, Kate Chastain. I think that's Below Deck. Never watched that one. I think that's the 10. I might be missing one. Oh, and then a guy from um, Southern Charm, I think. Kyle Kyle Cook. Is that his name? I think that's the 10. And then 10 regular people. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. Good concept. Would definitely be interested in watching a second season, even though I haven't even you know, finished the first. But I, I already know I'm going to like this. I know within a first one or two episodes if I'm going to like a show or not. And... I already know I'm going to like this, so check it out. Again, thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It is much appreciated. Um, And we're back uh, next Thursday with yet another podcast guest. I believe it's going to be Bachelor Data, Susanna Summers, because we're going to talk about getting ready for Zach's season, go over some of the women, some of their Instagrams, who's doing the things right already, who's doing some questionable things already on Instagram and talk about the influencer culture versus content creator. Cause there is a difference, a lot of good stuff to talk about with Susanna next week. So that is the plan to have her on next week. And, um, yeah, 
we'll go from there. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. See you.